0: Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the tw- the 49th t- Total Number Nerds episode. This is like, I think, I don't know the exact number, but I do know this is 49 total that I've done so far. As we've started to get into it, our co-host right now is Beatty Arnold. How are
1: you doing, Beatty? Good, Brennan. Um, slow, slow election day for me so far, but... You know.
0: Yeah, I hope uh, if you're eligible, you got out and voted, and um, you know it'll be interesting. But we're not going to get into politics because I don't want to go there. And yeah. So instead, let's look at something interesting: some sports. Busy week, two weeks. You were uh, you weren't feeling so well, so it's good that you're back, and we can talk some sports.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, let's start the MLB. The. Uh, I believe the season is over with the Dodgers winning. That uh, that's new since we last. Uh, what were what, what your thoughts on that on that finale to the series?
1: Well, you know, last week or not last week, however many days ago before I got my illness and sat in my bed for three hours, two days in a row, and waited for my COVID test results. I um actually. I was like thinking about it and I was like, yeah, I didn't think there was any way that it was going to be a four or five game series. And I was correct, but I thought that there would be a game, game seven. And this is kind of out of date now, Tuesday on election day. But do you agree with um, Kevin Cash pulling Blake Snell in the um, fifth inning? I think that is.
0: Absolutely. That will go down as one of the stupidest moves in world series history.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: that blew him the game.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Sna- I did hear an interesting stat.
1: That is the third time. Snell rotation, has not right? pitched
0: a six-inning game in two years. Yeah. A six-plus-inning
1: game in two years. I think a lot of people saw that stat. And it's actually like um, – then it makes you think, what What would have happened if he stayed in? Would it have been worse or would, it have, or would he have kept doing?
0: Think of a game six. You, you take the risk. He was willing and dealing. He had, like, nine strikeouts by four innings. You keep him on the rubber. Yeah, I don't
1: – I think that – I think I'm – I would have pitched him for that inning and then saw how he did. And if he left, like, two guys on base, pull them. Because then that just further proves that. that if, is, he's,
0: if he's given up runs, if he's given up hits, base runner, you know, you, you, you pull yeah. him.
1: But he wasn't. But he wasn't. So, and then – like I don't, I don't, I don't really think that the guy that they put in next after that was the move either, because they put in a right-handed pitcher um, against I think who, who did he get pulled on Bellinger maybe a left-handed batter. You don't, yeah, that was also you don't.
0: That was another dumb move.
1: You don't put a right-handed but, pitcher on a left-handed batter in Game Six of the World Series and former MVP. You, you just don't do that. Um, I know that the the Rays lived on the um, advanced stats basically they got them to the world series but at the end of the day that's common sense for baseball knowledge and
0: right that you you don't need a uh, you don't need whatever crazy stats they're looking at to tell you that you're you're going to want the lefty lefty matchup
1: yeah i saw some guys say that um, advanced stats got the race to the world series and advanced stats lost the race to the world series and and i
0: and i do agree with that because <laughs> They tried to look, and when you get into the World Series, all you want to do is win. And you kept thinking about the win, and then it gets to a point where it's like we want to win so bad, we look a little deeper than we have to.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: Obviously, there's – you got the simple stats. You know, you're going to see on the back of a baseball card or something. And then you got the stats like BAPIP. You got, you know, you got your really weird FIC And they
1: – Stuff like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean – but uh
1: Well well that's yeah. the next thing. Are you for advanced stat baseball? Or are you kind of like
0: I don't think here's the thing, I don't think whatever I say matters. And I and I'm for it because but I believe anyway, no matter what anyone thinks, it's going in the direction of advanced stat baseball. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: there's no stopping it now.
1: I, I, I'm I'm a person who really wants to get into advanced stat baseball and I know some advanced stats, but I don't I just I mean I I see how advanced stats are probably the most useful thing but um I just think when you're judging a player um the the base stats like average ERA stuff like that is is
0: That can only get you so far and I agree with that but you still have to look at it and you still yeah. have to understand it
1: so I don't know um to look at
0: um to look at someone like Cody Bellinger for base stats, right, I'm pulling up his base and his, you know, advanced stats. His base stats, he is a career uh, 273 batting average, a great 364 career on base percentage. And then you get into the advanced stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, if I can, I don't know that many advanced stats. I really don't. But, uh, you know, look at it, you're looking at his, his total bases, his mm-hmm. runs grounded into double plays, his runs from base running, you know, his win, oh, this is an interesting one, win-loss percentage with average team.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: like, that, the kind of stuff, like, what is that really helping you in the long term?
1: Yep. Yeah. I just think that,
0: to, to go in this in depth or and then go into the individual season then offensive wins above replacement except fielding and then defensive w- wins above replacement but for only with position players and then you have offensive and then you have a mix between the two for rar r.
1: Mhm. I wish I could say I was falling right now but I'm not
0: yeah, I, I'm not either. I'm reading it out <laughs> loud, and I still don't understand what
1: I'm talking about. Um, yeah, it, it's just like um, – I think that advanced stats are for some people, and the advanced stats aren't for some people. It comes down to um, what you like to do and what you don't like to do, and yep. it's always an opinion-based thing. I don't think that advanced stats will take over baseball, but I also don't think that they're going to disappear, so – if you like advanced stats, good for you. It's not my thing. If you don't like advanced stats, then you're basic, I guess.
0: I, I'm a fan, and I think and – I'd, and I'd be happy if they were here. Yeah. Now, let's see. We're recording this on, on Election Day, November 3rd, and last night the finalists came out. Yep. Yeah. A shocking one was when you look at the ALMVP. Here's an interesting step. Mike Trout is an AL MVP finalist. That marks just the second time since 2012 that he has not finished in the top two.
1: Yeah, um, it
0: Trout is a once in a lifetime player, and you he has he's had down years for Trout, but down years for Trout are incredible years for other players. It's do you, I mean okay the finalists were Abreu Lemayhu and Ramirez. Do you think Trout would have made it above or should have made it above any of his players?
1: I actually don't think that Trout is is um significantly better. Like in the long term of things, we all know that he's significantly better than all of them. But in that sixty game series, I don't think that Trout was significant enough to beat any of them. Um,
0: yeah, Trowell in the 60 game yeah. had 200, 200 at-bats with a batting average of 281, 17 home runs, uh, 46 RBIs, 56 hits. Not bad when you go to someone like DJ LeMahieu, all right, who actually got you look, home runs. He only had 10. But he had 71 hits, and he had about the same amount of uh, at-bats, 71 hits, a – let's see here – a 364 batting average.
1: Yeah. Um, DJ LeMayu is your guy for the batting average, and he's going to be the guy that gets the hits and the RBIs. Um, Are you looking at the stats right now?
0: Uh yeah, I've got Trout Lemehu I'm gonna pull up Ramirez. I have Ramirez up,
1: up but how many home runs does LeMayhu have um this season or that season?
0: Season 10. So that's
1: that's kind of like a deal breaker because a
0: career? This is an interesting one. How many how many do you think take a guess how many he has career?
1: Um LeMahieu?
0: Yes, and ain't much and he he was a rookie in 2011.
1: Let's say um, 180. 85. Yeah, um, I don't. See, because Trout right now and Ramirez have um, same amount of home runs at 17. Their war is, Ramirez is significantly better with I know that Trout does play on a bad team, but with Lindor having a down year, I think, I didn't really pay attention to Lindor this much, but I, I think he had a down year. I mean, I'll check just to, just to make sure. But um, yeah, 250. What was
0: his? What was uh, Ramirez's?
1: Ramirez was 2.2 and Trout's was 1.6, but Lindor's was 0.8 WAR. Eight home runs, two hundred and fifty-eight. Okay, no. So that's definitely a down year for Francisco Lindor. But um, mm-hmm. I think Ramirez. I don't think I don't think LeMay or Ramirez win. I just think that Abreu wins because of all the benefits that he has and he brought to that White Sox team, who hasn't seen the playoffs and who knows how long. Was
0: it? Was it the two thousand four? No, um, two thousand five. I think it was. When the last time the White Sox made the playoffs?
1: Oh, uh, I I, like, I couldn't tell you, but this year um Abreu's war was two point eight. His batting average is three seventeen and nineteen home runs. I don't think there's any way you're gonna beat that, even if DJ
0: This is probably the most competition Trout's had for MVP in a while.
1: Yeah. Um I know last year Marcus Semien made that, and that was just that was just a dumb MVP, I mean everybody knew that Trout was going this is right.
0: This is the most competition Trout's had since 2017 when the top four was Altuve Judge Ramirez yeah. Trout. Um this is significantly the most competition they've ever had. And I, I think
1: that the competition is getting greater. So and he's getting oh, older. Yeah, Trout is getting older. Jose Abreu is what Probian is Third now, uh, early thirties yeah, with 30s my Probably. Guess. Let's check. Jose Abreu age. I'm a good old ghoul. He is thirty three years old. So. Okay. So yeah, about early um, getting his, I believe his first MVP now. He.
0: I think Abreu will win this. Yeah.
1: Um, now, if it was a hundred and sixty-two game series, then. I don't. I, I actually do think that Trout still would have came out on top because Trout is the most consistent player in the all in all of the MLB, and he always has been. Yeah, and it's not going to change for at least another three four years. Um, but yeah, Trout.
0: How long do you th- How How much longer do you think Trout's going to stay? How,
1: uh,
0: this is always an interesting question.
1: In the MLB, or yes, so he's a free agent in twenty thirty one. Mike Trout is, what, 25, 26, 27? I don't know.
0: He's younger than I always think he is.
1: I think he turned, like, 26 this past... Um, oh, no, he's 29. What am I saying? So Trout's okay, yeah. on the verge of hitting 30. Um, he's been in the league since...
0: So he's going to be about... He's going to be 40 when his yeah. contract ends.
1: Um, I think it. The year probably when he when he turns like 38, 39 is when he'll call it quits. But
0: yeah, I think I think the Angels is gonna unfortunately be his team. He'll be on the
1: Angels till he dies. He'll be the face of the MLB until how long. He's but everybody me. loves Trout. Everybody knows that. And for him to not be in this MVP race, I don't think that many people are affected by that. Because at the end of the day, you can just say that it's a sixty-game series asterisk. Um, by the Dodgers World Series or by this MVP or rookie of the year finalists, winners. Um, yeah. There's always going to be haters. Yeah.
0: And and you look at the NL side of the spectrum. You got bats, freedom, Machado.
1: Yeah. So that's actually a lot closer, and I think people are um, perceiving it. I'm saying
0: yeah, it Yeah. It, it,
1: it's between – Freeman and Betts,
0: yeah. But I, I'm I'm su- I'm a little surprised we're not seeing Tatis. He kind of fell he fell off toward the end of the season. Which dude. you
1: can't do as an MVP. So that's I, I think that's why that he didn't make that top three in the voting.
0: I think if he were to stay consistent with his whole midseason... Yeah,
1: exactly. Um he would Let's talk about Manny Machado but, real quick. Uh, I don't. I, we can talk about Betts and Freeman debate in a in a moment, but let's talk about Manny Machado real quick. So, Manny Machado is a guy that I I from what I've seen is a much much. I bigger think. Guy he, than MLB. I, Do you agree? With
0: yeah, he's part of a, a Padres team that sort of reminds me of this kind of a kind of old throwback here of the like 1970 and 1975 a's the whole we're not going to give you know what you say we're going to do it our way you know those a's which was unheard of they had about four different uniforms which wasn't happening they wore white spikes they grew out their hair you know it's kind of that we're going to do our thing and that's what this padres team has done and it worked And that team is now full of all-stars. Exactly.
1: Um, I just think Manny Machado is severely, um, I I guess I wouldn't say undervalued because he did get the bag on his contract. But people think that he's the guy that just kind of, I don't know.
0: And finally, Machado's getting uh, some recognition in his career
1: for his achievement
0: because he, he went from the Orioles to was it then
1: LA yeah he went from being the face of the Orioles with with Adam Jones for a number of years then to LA where you just there's no way he'd be the face of LA you got Kershaw and other guys like that and that I think he was on the LA and Kershaw I think forever be Yeah, the face of and everything. then um, Padres now with a young star on the rise, a Tatis. It's just his recognition being the face of a of a franchise is 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 haunting him, honestly. But um, I think that he's a good enough player to be a face of a franchise on twenty out of the thirty clubs. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's a good player. I mean, he plays with passion.
0: Yeah, you you can't you can't. Take that away, and I
1: think that's what a lot of people like to try and do with him. Which I I kind of do feel bad for the guy because you see videos of him, and he feel, like he's he's a good person, but I just I don't know. I just think that Manny Machado is an undervalued player in the league. And... For, for, for But sure. back to Betts and Freeman. Um, so you think Freeman's yeah. better? Yeah. I do. I do. uh
0: Freeman. Has been. Let me pull up the stats, but Freeman has been rock solid the entire year. I agree with that. You look at you look at Freeman, and he from I, I wouldn't exactly say the start, but from when he started to pick up to you know the end, there there was no stopping for him. He he really just went on a steamroll. And kept going. Uh, Freddie Freeman batted this season a three forty one. Yeah. Thirteen home runs. I mean, you saw what he did in the playoffs. You saw what he did against the Reds. You saw any team he played against. Freddie Freeman was killing it.
1: Yeah. Um. I think that they're both very similar players, but I think the bets comes out on top. Just the, and it's nothing more than. Like, I think that they're both very, very actually similar players. But um, the only thing that Betts beats him in by a very large margin is speed and speed kills. Um,
0: I also believe that – and I'll give Betts yeah. uh, his field. Well, He's fielder, Betts is with –
1: But it, with,
0: not uh, Betts is just such a good fielder
1: mm-hmm. Such strong.
0: that – it's it's I mean, it it's close. You
1: can't say bets. It's but that's just because the Dodgers won the World Series, and
0: yeah, I do think the World Series will give and him and speed kills. I, uh, I
1: like to say that a lot. Um, Freeman isn't fast. Freeman doesn't get bags, and Mike Trout, Mookie Betts are fast, and that's that's the deal breaker between guys like Acuna and Soto or Trout and Betts versus other guys in the league. And that's why.
0: Yeah. He didn't steal a base. He hasn't stolen a base in, or you know what? He had two, he had two stolen bases, which compare that to Acuna. You compare that to uh, all these other guys. That's not going to hold up. I'll give you that.
1: Um, I just, I think that speed kills, it's nothing more than that. Um, mm-hmm. They're both very good players. When they can hit the ball, they hit. They fucking drill it. Sorry for my language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're
0: good. Yeah, but you're right. When they, when they really do get a hold of it, it's going far. And I, I think that's a lot of players on that Braves roster. I mean, Acuna hit it.
1: What a whole, which is which is years. weird because you look at Acuna's body type and he's not the Mike Trout build. But he still has power in his bat, which kind of proves to uh, prove or I guess you can say um, proves to other outside baseball fans that you don't have to be big to play baseball. You don't have to be big to hit a baseball. And yeah, that's all I have to say on that. Yeah, I mean, I
0: think rookie of the year going to that, I I think. It's, I wouldn't say it's definite, but I think we both can agree on who it's going to yep. be for both sides. AL, there is not a shadow of a doubt in my mind that it yep. is Kyle Lewis. Kyle, Kyle Lewis reminds me of Griffey. He really does. I wouldn't
1: compare him to Griffey just yet, but um, Kyle Lewis wasn't a highly stouted prospect, so I think next year is going to be a deal-breaker season for his future and the people that I guess you can say invest in him, but, um, Lewis or what am I saying? Not Lewis, Luis Robert kind of just fell off. I think everybody saw that and Christian Javier pitcher pitchers don't win rookie of the years unless it's like by a large margin. So,
0: yeah. And that's, that's why that, uh, I don't have it up. So Brewers pitcher that, Yep, Devin Williams. Some I was talking to someone who is certain that Devin Williams is going to win. Yeah. Teachers just don't win it.
1: Um, that's, that's why they have a Cy Young because
0: – Yeah, and that's, that's what we're going to talk about next. But, um, yeah, it, I think – w- no doubt it's going to be –
1: Cronenworth and... is, is – he's a good player, and he also came out of nowhere. But it, it just comes out to who, who's overall better, and that's Alec Baum. Uh, it's as simple as that but to Cy Young I think we can all agree for uh, the baseball nerds who we want to win NL Cy Young
0: yeah I think think the league loves Bauer I really do maybe not all the NL central guys but I think a lot of people love Bauer he brings so much publicity to baseball than baseball Mm -hmm. ever could
1: um he's just a guy that he's he's unorthodox to all the stereotypes that baseball fans and outside people made onto baseball players in general. So to see him act out of character like that and do those vlogs and stuff really is really
0: the vlogs I think the vlogs I think were this is probably a long shot, but I'm saying the vlogs are one of the only reasons that the game stayed pretty high up to, you know, pretty high views and stuff. Because people were seeing this guy who's who started Momentum, this company, who's who's now doing it with the NBA, and I'm sure they've got something in the works with the NFL. They're gonna give you an inside look at the game that you've never yeah, seen. That's before. exactly what Matisse
1: Seibel did. And I'm gonna credit Matisse Seibel on that in the NBA. Because he was the one that made the first vlog, and he was the one that's kind of jump-started all the COVID vlogging stuff since there was no fans, obviously. But and because
0: there were no fans, fans wanted to feel connected, and that's what yep. Bauer did. He connected them to the exactly. game. Exactly.
1: While, but while Bauer kind of connected fans to the game and what it was like for like the pre-game stuff, um, Thiebel kind of just showed what it was like inside the bubble, and
0: which I think that was cool. Um, you I, know, I loved it. As a, yeah, I think it was very very neat seeing because the the NBA kept the bubble very secret. You know, they they weren't. You know, they weren't telling you what's going on every minute of every no day friend. in that bubble.
1: And I was so, people filming there, honestly.
0: Yeah, you know, about whatever, but going to the baseball side of it, you look at Darvish and DeGrom, and I think not even just as a Trevor Bauer fan, I really do believe that this is kind of a no, no brainer. Yeah, you Darvish
1: did really well. I actually will give him credit for that, even though I am a Reds fan. And
0: kind of, yeah. Kind of a um, a surprise to see Darvish do so well. I think well. it was a sixty-game
1: series, or not series, sixty-game span for him that made him shine. I don't think he would really stay yeah. that, that that dominant and, in a hundred and sixty-two game. And then we really got Jacob Degrom. Yeah, is Jacob Degrom. And right, so. and Jacob Gram's
0: kind of like a. Like a trout, he's gonna make it more times than not. Just isn't in in the top three. And
1: yep. And the ale ale thing, how This is interesting.
0: I do too. I wasn't seeing Hingen Ryu making it. I would not. I don't. I don't think Hingen
1: Ryu is good. Actually, I I don't think he's good.
0: I think he's good. I just don't think he's. Who's Beaver
1: Hingen Ryu and
0: and Kenta Maeda?
1: I, I, think w- I really Maeda. want Maeda to win it. But I don't know. Um, I think that Beaver gained a lot of fans in the past six months just from playing in that first first few starts that 60-game series and the um, obviously the all-star MVP last year. But I, I think – yeah I actually do think that they'll pick Maeda just because – kind of got a little bit rocked in mid, mid-season. But he finished strong. Maeda was the most dominant, I think, in a long-term sixty game series. But that's just my opinion.
0: All right, so uh, as we move on to the NFL, breaking news. Oh. All right, you ready for this? We got breaking news, Justin, that Andy Dalton, all right, Cowboy's yep. backup turn to starter was just placed on the COVID-19 list and will for sure miss at least one, possibly two mm. weeks. Which is a soul crusher for any Cowboy out there. Cowboy's fan, yeah. Cowboy.
1: Um, that's a soul crusher. Hmm. Well, that means you have at least another week of uh, DaVingy, which... Uh, Bendanucci. What am I saying? Bendinucci. I said Da Vinci. Da he's Vinci. a what painter or something? Da Vinci. He's he's <laughs> a
0: great.
1: Yeah. Uh, what was the mean? Yeah. DaVinci? But anyway. Bendanucci, uh, I think he came out of what, a D2 college? He came out of uh, man, I've
0: got the college. I can see it. I just it was some oh, what's it called? Anyway, he comes out of uh, James Madison. That's what it is. He yeah. comes out of James Madison. Um, seventh round. You know, I don't even pay, to, I can't even pay attention to this. Fifth round.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so, seventh round, he gets called. All right. And I honestly, if we're just going into my opinion here, I think... They could have picked the Michigan State quarterback over him. um will worky, but whatever. So he comes in, and you. I was talking to my dad about this. You see that you. It's the difference is there, but not crazy from Dalton or from uh, Dak to Dalton. But the difference is very noticeable from Dalton to Danucci.
1: Actually, I think that the. the, the... Wow, stutter. The difference from um, Prescott to to Dalton is the leadership, and that's what won the Cowboys games, and that's what kept them together as a team. So I don't think that Dalton actually did poorly, but he just isn't the guy that is the main leader of the Cowboys.
0: And you, and you can tell, you know, when you – are not supporting your team at all. Like the any of the cowboys players were. When Dalton got hit, there was no hey dude, you just head yeah. headbutted our quarterback. You're up 25. They didn't care because they did not care. Um all they cared about was the fact that they're losing. To the Washington football team, which is actually,
1: I, I, if I was the Cowboys right now, I'd go out and get a, a better backup quarterback. Um,
0: there's got there has got to be someone on the waiver wire. The waiver wires are terrible.
1: But there there's there someone got better be than Ben DiNucci, and they're, in my opinion, I think that they can pull off a trade for a backup that quarterback that would be better than Dalton. Um, but I, I, I just.
0: Da- also, by the way, Dak is set to be uh, a free year?
1: agent. Yeah, I think they yeah. signed him again, though.
0: Oh, that's right. Because the whole 36 yeah, million thing, um, or 42. Never mind. I'm in 2020. I thought, I thought it was it, he, the,
1: the,
0: the, the, you, You're telling me you the can't. The scariest thing is
1: of this entire thing is. The Cowboys two and six are still in a place where they can win now and buy now players. The the Washington football team just has one less loss with COVID and stuff, or by week. I don't really know. And then the Eagles three, four, and one. They are still in a position to win now. Um so I, I think that they always go out and get like tomorrow. you're
0: and this is where it's like. Colin Kaepernick went through all the tryouts, and now is where a legit spot where you can yeah. someone can use him. Um, the cow like, are you? This isn't running exactly. through anyone's mind that there's a good yes. I'm going to say he's good. There's a good free agent QB available right now who I'm saying is going to sign for a whole lot less than you think. You're not going to spend a hundred million dollars on him. Just something to get up through this year, maybe next year. You bring a lot of publicity and good looks to your team.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you have a good quarterback.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. You're you that? Um, uh, well, now that I'm saying that the Cowboys are in a position to win now, I don't think that they would be in a win-now position just because their defense is so bad. We saw that yesterday to the Eagles.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why if if you pick up Kaepernick, you have a the chance then to trade.
1: And wait a minute, if a you pick defender. up Kaepernick, you get free publicity. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Um,
0: exactly. Everyone's gonna be like, "Yo, wait a minute, look, that was that's the team that signed that, you know, the the guy that actually stood up." He, he did the protest that everyone wanted to do. but mm. didn't have the guts to do it.
1: Cowboys have a strong offense. Um.
0: They have so many weapons. Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, C.D. This Lange. year it's
1: just a waste of talent, I think, for them. Just because they lost Dak and their defensive.
0: They, yeah. they shouldn't be thinking like that. Their team morale went from, we have Dak. We can win a Super Bowl. To oh, we lost Dak. Well, let's give up now. No. You have a ton of you have a ton of talent. Exactly. Use it. Uh, I don't think there's much else. I mean, just looking yeah. at the NFL standings. I mean,
1: it's it's,
0: it's kind of a weird
1: Jethro and eight worst team of um probably.
0: They're, they're, they're going to get
1: you all, on, which I, that's another thing I like down. to talk about. Trevor Lawrence going to the Jets. Um, now, you need to fire out lot of these. Guys.
0: I don't, I don't, actually, I don't even think a quarterback's so? their move. I don't think so. Sam Darnold is yeah, so underrated.
1: these, my um, I, think, can, I
0: think Does he like yeah, it but there? I don't think you can pass enough.
1: up on a generational talent like Trevor Lawrence.
0: Um, but what what do they really need right now let's let's just look at what mm -hmm. do they really need their line yeah but
1: they they gotta but you have to realize that their value pick in a quarterback is always going to be more valuable than an offensive lineman if they draft trevor lawrence and trade trevor lawrence they can get so much more out of him than that number one overall pick in alignment. Um,
0: right. I mean, who's the lineman at Oregon? I don't know. I, That's good. I haven't looked into the draft the yet, five. except
1: for all I know is Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, the quarterback and stuff like that. Uh, you
0: know what? Okay, that, that was my next thing. What do you think about Justin Fields?
1: I'm not sold on him yet, but I think that Anytime that you do have an Ohio State quarterback, it's kind of a risky pick in the draft. But I think
0: you've had you've had a workout, and you also have Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, type um, of I just I don't
1: know. I think because of the past of the Ohio State quarterbacks that he's not going to get drafted as high as people think he would, and that's kind of like that's actually like kind of sad to see because um, he is a good he's a great player. I
0: have always believed this that Ohio State is always the most overrated college football. I agree with that,
1: except for their defense is always um,
0: their defense is nutty, but their offense is never I would say to the point where it's, it's like, never a Clemson yeah.
1: offense or it's never a Alabama offense that which you look at Alabama who Nick Saban produces wide receivers like it's nothing. And Clemson who now has a future running back who will be a top 10 pick. I think um, a team Travis, a team mm-hmm. he's, he's really good. Oh yeah. He's, then, he's, he's um, really good.
0: I, I going back to Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. I think that shows how good Trevor Lawrence is and how much they exactly. really rely on Trevor Lawrence against Boston college.
1: Um, I, I watched a good, good amount of that game actually just to see how that backup quarterback would do. And I don't, I don't, I'm like kind of skeptical of the future of Clemson's team.
0: And uh, yeah, they have to play. Mm-hmm. Lawrence is out, I believe, another week. You know, if they, if they have to play Notre yep. Dame.
1: I, I think, think Notre done. Dame is one of the most overrated teams in college football every year. So, in that. Yeah. I think yeah. in that part, I think that they still do win without warrants. Um Devo – no, not – what am I saying? Wait, Davo, 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 Davo. Sweeney, he is a great coach. He knows what he's doing now, especially after that one game without him. He'll know what to do this week against Notre Dame. And I don't think that the Notre Dame quarterback is really that good. um. I think his name is something with B. I watched a part of him play against Notre Dame. Yeah.
0: They have, uh, but you got to like their offensive line. They, the Notre Dame all yeah. is really good offensive line. Their receivers are okay, but this is just me. Have you, uh, they've mm-hmm. got a really good tight end, Michael Mayer. Kentucky boy, uh, or actually, I don't even he's know somewhere. if he's from Kentucky. His family's that, actually like that,
1: a, like a perfect family. I didn't know if you knew that, but they're like, like his siblings are like D one athletes too and stuff. So,
0: yeah, he went to Covington Catholic, obviously one of the best high schools, and is almost the best. No, I think. There's really no question. It's one of, if not the best high school in Kentucky. Some even put it up there, you know, top 10 U.S., but they produce good talent, and, you know, he came from there, and if he continues, he's an NFL. He
1: is an NFL. He he is a a Mike Trout, 6'5", 235. Yeah. That's what you you want at the tight end. Whenever people say if Mike Trout did play – position in the NFL or college football. He would be a tight end, and that is 100% true. He's just going to steamroll over guys when he yep. has the ball, and I haven't really seen him block, but I think he's pretty good at that too.
0: Yeah, going back to the NFL standings, AFC East, you have Bills on top, Dolphins next. I think Tua's going to take the Dolphins yeah. to a new level. Um,
1: I think he has the – he definitely so has He the balled out. That. But I, was that game. I just think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is your safe bet for the Dolphins. And they they actually are a sleeper team this year because uh,
0: – They're in a division where I think the Patriots the, were forever Patriots, guaranteed – So, so you have spot. the Jets. No who you're going to get
1: two free wins off of. You have the Patriots. Who you're going to – yeah.
0: Which I think you go yeah. one and one, maybe you, you a lucky two, in, two, two and two oh. and zero. Then you've got the Bills, which you can't expect to win against the. Bills I think the Bills are really the here. So the AFC East has turned into a yeah. I think into pretty There's two position. wild
1: cards right in the NFL. So I think that the Dolphins yeah. are going to be a team that pulls off the wild card, and then at second place,
0: give me the Raiders. Who's, team who's the first to team the
1: wild Chiefs.
0: Yeah, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, Raiders. I think, I think that, are a sneaky little sleeper yeah, team this year. It's either the I
1: think that the Dolphins get it, and then I think either the um, Raiders, obviously, or the Browns or Ravens. I don't think of, I, th- I think that the Browns and Ravens have a really good chance actually at getting one of those um, wild cards because
0: I'm saying so? Lamar had a fluke season. I think so. He's not He's done, done awful. God awful this year. In
1: the running, he can't throw a ball, which I think – I don't think that would be. He can't
0: saw, rely you that, on a quarterback um, being a running back. That
1: and that's what he – Very end of that Steelers-Ravens game, maybe. Did you see that? Where, where there was like 12 where, seconds left and Lamar was at the 50-yard line and they had like – yeah, they had a chance to win the game. Well, it they wasn't a bad throw. throw. It was a just bad throw. They did sideline passes with him, so which is obviously what you're going to do. But you can tell that he he was still a young quarterback. Um,
0: yeah, he's not. People kind of forgot that he's. It was only seven Yeah. He basically, he's rookie, and he got MVP.
1: So I don't. I don't think Lamar is that great of a quarterback, but a quarterback... According-
0: I think we'll but see. a I think really good has, quarterback time's, time's that I think tell.
1: is going to be one of the best generational talents of our lifetime is Joe Burrow and Kyler Murray. Um, Joe Burrow is
0: going, I think Joe Burrow is, is, is going to be a Washington generation talent. Now, like what you were saying, because what he's doing is with a Bengals offense in a Bengals it, offensive is- line. He's doing things with this Bengals team that Dalton couldn't could, wasn't really doing well with Bengals team. First
1: off, props that offensive line on that win over the Titans.
0: Yeah, so two of those guys have never played a snap of NFL. And football. they come out and
1: they show up and they know like then that, that makes you question the starters for the Bengals on their offensive line. Yeah.
0: And, and that makes you question why these guys weren't even on the depth chart yet. You see, the the offensive linemen, it's not like they're yeah. bad offensive linemen. And the guys like, that are at the bottom are either.
1: working for it. They have a better work ethic for it. So I think that... I do. I think, I think, you, think you keep, you keep guys Jonah Williams when he comes back. There, there's no way you can't take him out. He's he's just... He's a good offensive lineman. And then you sign Quinn Spain, and then you got the guy from the Carlos Dunlap trade. But the guys that you had before that did well on Sunday for you are the guys that you need to stay in just because you won over the Titans, which is a playoff team. Um, So good win for the Bengals. Joe Burrow is – did you see that play where he kind of like scrambled out of the pocket and got tagged like four times? That's the difference between him and other quarterbacks that are rookie quarterbacks. And I'm surprised that the Titans didn't do more blitzes on him. I was surprised that too. I in thought the they might uh, grow, just dine on. Him. And I thought that um, Tennessee's coach, I forgot what his name is, they said it a lot in the game. But he, I thought he was a lot smarter than that. He would have picked up on that coming into halftime. They would have came back. But. Guess not good one for the Bengals. Um, Kyler Murray, I think, is the one of the most underrated quarterbacks right now in the league. He does throw interceptions, but once he gets those interceptions turned into touchdowns, then he is mini Russell Wilson. Yep,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. literally, mini, He's what? Quite literally, five now.
1: Yeah, nine, five yeah
0: he's he's a well. Yeah, something around there. And then, and then you go to the NFC. The NFC is kind of a weird plot because you got teams like the Seahawks and the Buck. In the Seahawks, you got your Buccaneers, you got your Cardinals. Then you got the NFC East, and we kind of talked on this, but the NFC East right now could finish under 500 and have yeah, two teams make think the playoffs.
1: That the, the NFL right now, it's still shaky through week eight, but which...
0: The, the NFC West, this is just kind of for, for some perspective here. The NFC, the entire NFC West division, from first place to last place, all of them would be number one if they were to be in that division. 49ers, last place, four and four. They'd be number one. You can move this to any – you can move this to the other divisions. Lions, yep. top of the division. Panthers, top of the division. Yeah, You move those bad teams to the NFC East, and they're all yeah, number one. Um, the NFC East – I wouldn't be surprised
1: if there's some, some changes that get made in the division teams – just, well, because of how unbalanced the NFC East is, and then you also look at the Cowboys aren't even on the East. So I wouldn't be surprised if you, if they.
0: Yeah, no. You look at a team. Why are the Rams?
1: I think they put the, oh, Cowboys... the
0: Rams. What am I thinking? Why are the Panthers in the South?
1: I think that they the put Cowboys the Panthers in the actually in the Cowboys. and They just swap them. That, that that's logical.
0: Yeah, I, that that make that make that make geo you know that make
1: geographical. geographical.
0: <laughs> what am I saying?
1: Yeah. Geographical um, sense. I don't know. I'm not the one to. I'm not a part of the committee, so I'm not gonna.
0: And I don't know, you know, their decisions, but you throw the cow, cal- you throw the Cowboys in that NFC South division, yeah. You see how bad they really are. what they they've got talent, but what's the only reason they've been making the playoffs all these years? Because they easily win mm-hmm. their division games.
1: All right, I do you got anything
0: else you want to add before we right. sign this one off? Well, all right. well, thank you guys for listening in. We. We appreciate it. And this was a
1: good episode. Yep. See you. you, We're talking and see you next week.